sit and join the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Tell you Good why the evening and welcome. Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design, and the District Edina, your soon-to-be destination for some of the finest home building and remodeling showrooms in Minnesota. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your early evening with some booze and conversation. Tonight, we are distanced, but we still have a great guest. Our old friend, John Gerber, is joining us from his home base in Bloomington, Minnesota, John, welcome back. Greg, it is nice to virtually be here. It's a delight to see you, by the way. And am I right? You're in Bloomington, right? Yeah. Light rail right there. Next stop, All America. Excellent. And you're looking good. You're keeping yourself well, uh, keeping yourself up well in, uh, in quarantine. You only got me shoulders up. <laughs> also, not wearing pants. I am pleased to announce the return, uh, the triumphant return. Remotely, of course, by our in-house coctologist, that is to say, our own master of coctology, Mr. Dan Newkirk. Newkirk, how have you been? Well, to be honest with you, I put on pants just for you, Greg. <laughs> I can't tell you how much I appreciate it, well, especially that, knowing what happens if you don't. To say there's not a drop slot in the back for quick access? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes. There yeah. we go. <laughs> And, of course, Brett Johnson is with us uh, on Laugh Track. Or, John, was that you? Uh, that might have been me. That, that was John, yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm co-producer. Well-timed. Well-timed, indeed. I like it. Manning the Laugh Track. It's between the two of you. Brett is on the uh, on the uh, the profanity button. John is on the uh, Laugh Track. <laughs> show's going to be the best ever. <laughs> and we're, what, triple right. oaked into the show already, too, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> No, we, we got oaked once. And then we, what, what do we call it, John? Quarantine. Yeah, oh, oh the, uh, shit, I don't even, oh, I don't even QB3. remember. 2v3. 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 Quantitative easing. Yep. Now, in, in typical, and not to take over, Greg, but here we are, in typical uh, Drinking South fashion, we've never gotten double oaked. <laughs> <laughs> that would require one more shot, would it not? Hmm. All right, so we've uh, we've got to do that. Which, by the way, we're going to do automatically too. Which is to say, you have a unbelievably back to basics drink ready for us tonight, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say it's better than the time we drank absinthe on the show. God knows that <laughs> produced results. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably what we should be doing, given that we're all at our homes this time. Hey, next week I'm fucking down. I mean, bleep. <laughs> <laughs> Truly noted. All right. So tell us what you are uh, leading us in, in cocktailing. So today we're going to be doing a classic Boilermaker. Uh, the Boilermaker takes place uh, back. <laughs> uh, its original uh, derivative is basically the working man's drink. Uh, you get off a drink, whether it be third shift or be first shift or whatever shift it be in, in your blue collar manufacturing job. Like I, I, I picture like, uh, you know, Wisconsin in the 70s or Pennsylvania in the, in the 80s. Uh, you get off of work and you'd get your typical beer in a bunk. Uh, well, eventually, uh, people start getting creative. You know, the, the original drop shot, they would take their said shot of whiskey and drop it in said shot glass of beer. Uh, it's basically just making all things that taste okay by themselves. Not they taste that good, but here we are. Yeah. All right. I mean, hey, it's a boiler. Double the shot or double the booze. That's all that matters, right? 
Yeah. All right. Should we start with doing the Boilermaker or should we double oak first very quickly? Should you stop asking me questions or just tell us what to do, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, let's get double oaked. We're going to do a quick shot of uh, of bourbon on drink in the style because it's quarantine. I've spoken. John, are you ready? Jameson. Excellent. Listeners at home, if you happen to have bourbon, hey, pour yourself a quick shot. Let's cheers the window, by the way. Salud. Cheers the window. There it is. All right. All right. There it is. First time we've ever double oaked four shots before we began the show. Really? Now let's begin making a, bur- a boiler maker. Brett, do you have our mixing music? I do have that ready. Yes, sir. All right. Take us through this complicated experience, Mr. Newkirk. So all of us using different things, uh, but bourbon is bourbon. Uh, I'm using a nice uh, McKenna 10-year. Um, very nicely poured into my ounce and a half shot glass. I'm going to go a little light because I've already got double oak. And then I'm going to take home, my home, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, I like, and pour it into a glass. We've all had a Jagerbomb. We've all had a Jagerbomb. You take all these things and you put them together, boys. And you guys will do some pie classes. (laughs) And drop it like it's hot. And enjoy, fellas. Oh my God, it tastes just like bourbon and beer. It's a miracle. (laughs) It's a Christmas quarantine miracle. You know what? It it actually is pretty tasty. It isn't I mean, bad at all. Well, as long as like all all parties, like yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right, a boilermaker. I'm in favor. Like I said, you asked me before the show when the last time I did a boilermaker was. I said I don't think I've done a boilermaker since the late 20th century because I buy decent booze most of the time. Well, it but it's nice to go back. What's well, the top of the line boiler? <laughs> It's absolutely true. This is a the John Deere of Boilermakers. Right, right. I think Seabass <laughs> ordered that in Dumb and Dumber, if you remember that scene. Nice. Yeah. Nice reference. Nice yeah, reference. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well done. All right. No. This and then is he eats the extra hot, hot sauce and he dies. Yeah. Just when I don't think we can have a trashier drink, we go and redeem ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> nice job, Gerber. Nice job. Do we have to pay for that? Yeah, yeah. Coming out of the bill. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Now, this is a good drink. Um, all right, gentlemen, before we break, let's ask a general and this time not random question for each of you to chime in on. Are you ready? And this is, this is meaningful. I want to know, have either of you or Brett, any of you three, done anything to better yourself over the past few weeks of quarantine? Yeah. Oh, dead silence. <laughs> I've, I've started offering my services as a hands-on guy, uh, pro bono to all my friends. So I just recently oh, finished. Pro bono. Okay. Pro bono. So I just finished a uh, to-go door for Glam Dolls Uptown. They're doing a uh, curbside. So I manufactured them a door from scratch where the door is itself, but then it has a trap door that opens up and there's a shelf on the outside where you can set the to-go pickup items. And they don't have to have any contact with anybody. It's awesome. Really? Nice. Yeah. Once they paint it pink, we'll have pictures later. But, and then I have a pergola on the horizon. 
and then I have uh, some uh, some landscaping and a one man skid steer. Like I'm I'm bored. I, I got the stimulus package. I'm getting unemployment. I'm still making money. So for me to offer my services for a price, I feel kind of capitalistic, where I feel like I can give back to people that are more in need. I need a pergola. And his package is stimulus. I, I fucking love pergolas, Greg. Leave. <laughs> How about you, John? Have you built any pergolas for the homeless? My package is not stimulated. Um, uh, I've been working hard. Been working hard uh, as far as um, improving myself. Uh, you know, I've I've done some organizing, which I'm not always the best at. Uh, taking care of projects. I don't know if that really is self-bettering. That's just getting crap done, really. I mean, as far as you know, starting to meditate or not drink. Anything like that? No, not really. <laughs> Help me out. All right. Hard truth here. I've helped others. I guess that's okay. I've, I've done some. I've done some. Some somewhat kind things. I guess, but I don't know if that's self betterment. It's all right. Hey, Greg, your turn. Take a quick break, gentlemen. When we come back, John Gerber's good tone for his wasting three weeks of personal betterment time. We can my Fools rush in where angels fear to tread. Welcome back to Drink in the Style for our second social distancing remotely recorded version of the program. I'm Gregory Rich, and my guest this evening is fine artist John Gerber. John, how does it feel to be fine? Dan's your guest too because he's cracking me up. But uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's, it, the, this whole COVID thing is a. It's. I I can own. I mean, it's it's just crazy, and it's all any of us can talk about, and you feel bad. But on the other hand, how can you not discuss something that is literally impacting every aspect of everyone's life everywhere? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Top of mind on every conversation. It's true. It's true. Well, let me ask you, what, how, so how is COVID affecting the art world? What's going on with you creative types? You know, I think it's inspirational for, for doing art. I, I think that everyone's kind of um, holding back on, on um, buying art right now. Although I've been kind of fortunate in that regard. I've sold, I've sold some art in this period of time, but um, I think people are just kind of, you know, playing their cards close to their chest right now. But I think they're also really looking at their spaces, their four walls that they're stuck in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they've got a lot of time to assess that, that place. And if you're not in a place that's ideal for you, I think that it kind of gets you thinking about how to make your cocoon more your thing. And um, so I think that I think that maybe after this is all over, people might be interested in making their own home spaces more uh, to their liking. You know, I kind of agree, obviously, and being in the home furnishing business, that makes sense that I would. Some but I mean, can you really have more of a crash course in understanding the importance of your own environment? Right? Yeah. Been forever. How many times can you look at a you know mass produced piece of 
of art that doesn't say anything to you before you start to think, you know, maybe I should have something on this wall that, that reflects something a little more meaningful to me. I think so too. I think, and, I, and not only just something more, mean, I think some of those mass produced pieces might mean something to you, but I think there's something about original art that um, is different. I agree. Uh, uh, just if you see it, that it's, it's your, it's your personal, you know, uh, um, someone's expression that you own. So it's sort of like a, sort of like a, a, a you know, maybe a private musical performance. It's like, it's yours. Someone else might have the print, but you've got the real thing. Absolutely. So I think that, I think that original art does that for people. Um, I don't know how big of a percentage of, you know, art buyers are in that, but I think that original art really does feel different than mass produced stuff that you like. Agreed. Um, so, so live, laugh, love is not your forte. Oh, the, oh yeah. The vinyl <laughs> stickers on the wall. You know, I mean, Sure. <laughs> going to turn his camera and they're going to be everywhere on his wall. <laughs> on behalf of the design now coming, John Gerber, Live, Laugh, Love series. <laughs> <laughs> coming up in 2020. He, had to, he, had to, he was suffering during COVID. During COVID, he had to, he had to go to the lowest common denominator. All right, oh. so that is a question, though. That is a really, that you, you've opened the door on something great there, Dan. Yeah. What all right, imagine what what kind of an art movement do you think might ensue after the pandemic has subsided? What kind of creativity is this going to spark? <laughs> so every, every famous person we've had uh, kind of, that contracted COVID-19. It does uh, affect like a, a lot. A handkerchief masterpiece behind Tom handkerchief. Tom handkerchief. Handkerchief masterpiece. Oh, <laughs> So I think they were talking about Tom Hanks. It kind of no, no, no. Right now with Hanks, Tom Hanks. Like Justin Trudeau and his wife. Like let's talk some real people. Uh, right. You know, here's like a collage, a montage of like the first COVID boogie blue, <laughs> second COVID <laughs> boogie blue, <laughs> week six. <laughs> you know, right underneath underneath the the six coats of varnish on this. Mark my words, somebody will buy a COVID fucking something by some celebrity in a glass case. They'll go for money. I got fuck. Call it now. Oh, call it now, Kobe. Woo. You know what? You're right. You're right. I think about. I think if if I could get a celebrity to cough on my piece and then coat it with varnish and <laughs> quarantine that that. Uh, I'm just saying. Cool. I think you're out of something. I think that might be your deal. But other right, other than the Tom Hanks loogie in a jar art movement, which <laughs> may be a valuable piece to own. I mean, what do you think? Is this the type of thing that's going to create like darkness? Will no. people come out of this, you know, with with kind of like death on their minds? Oh or man, no. Like a rebirth, colors. Right. Like, right. Here's the thing, guys like guys like you and John, right? You guys uh, specialize in making people's homes beautiful, right? <laughs> I specialize in when they get done spending the money on you guys, they come to me and uh, I make them feel better about the purchase they just made. Like, I, I'm, I'm just, you know, I just spend a lot of money. Let, uh-huh. Give me a chip face. Let's just have a good time. Now, rewind all that. We're going back to you guys. People are going to be focusing on making their fucking houses beautiful again. Making their places their own again. Uh-huh. Uh, not everybody is without work and it won't be for long. And people are finding other means. And, and we'll all figure out how to like maneuver through this these times. But you guys are going to have a resurgence 
in what you do because people have spent so much time in their homes as they are and they're not freaking happy with where they are they're going to want to upgrade their their four walls because god knows there might be a, a resurgence of this that say we, we start letting off letting off letting off letting off it comes back again you're back in your house again not going to make that second mistake twice martha it's no. also the point that you know we're probably going to be looking at some other type of potential quarantine this may be something we do on a regular basis and suddenly you know people realize that if you're going to be stuck home you want that home to be beautiful. It, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's also true that a lot of people that I speak to are suddenly feeling a lot wealthier today than they were a month ago because they've literally had four weeks of not going out, saving their money, not spending it and consuming it. So perhaps my living room budget is paid for by the money I save by not going to your restaurant <laughs> so it's been a transfer of wealth not working in these times greg has still allowed me to afford things at your showroom and jonathan gerber's uh, masterpieces so right <laughs> no i i do i think that's very true i think that there's there's a um a certain amount of uh of the realization about what you spend your money on mm -hmm. oh, and, you're, and i think some people it's like you're you're your income has dropped and you think my, I, I'm, I don't really feel it quite yet. I mean, you've got this lag time and you go, maybe I, maybe, you know, I mean, maybe learning to cook at home is kind of nice for a little while. And I think, I think there's been a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of things learned through this thing so far. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I, I think so too. I, you know, I don't, I hate saying, you know, everything happens for a reason because that's not true. And sometimes it turns out the reason is just to cause problems for Gregory Rich and people around him. But there is something to if be that's said. Your real name. What's that? If that's your real name. If that's my real name. But sometimes there is good that can be mined out of, of situations on, on all levels. Let's take another quick break. But when we come back, we are going to be discussing, uh, let's talk about art in general and not COVID. Yeah. And that's let's not. do that. Drink in the style. Stick with us, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back in just a moment. But nevertheless, let's take it nice and easy. It's gonna be so easy for us to fall in love. Welcome back to Drink the style saturdays at seven sundays at five here in minneapolis minnesota we just listened to the premiere track on the album we're focusing on this evening nice and easy by frank sinatra released in 1960 we're doing a zoom video episode and i just saw dan john you guys both broke into chair dance on that track it's fabulous isn't it Hashtag, you're welcome. That's my best dancing I can do. <laughs> if I were Jack, I would just... Just take a look at my legs and let me spin. I'm good. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do the musical notes? I'm going to do the musical notes before we get into this, uh, this segment. Um, <laughs> as we continue... Brett, I should have you do like a, one of the Sinatra tracks in the background while I do the musical notes. And the oh, yeah, we should do that. Yes, as we do our grass for the show. Gregory Rich <laughs> album acquisition scale. Yes. Well done. Well done. All right. So tonight we are listening to the critically acclaimed album, 
Nice and Easy, released in 1960. It was number one for nine full weeks. It was nominated for Album of the Year, Best Male Vocal Performance, and Best Arrangement. Sinatra fans are big into this one, and I have to say that aside from the title track, it is not one of my favorites. It's got great range. It's got great musical background. Sinatra's great inflection, but I simply prefer his swinging stuff a lot more and nice and easy tends to settle into more of a relaxed type of a mode. <laughs> Henry, my labradoodle, agrees 100% with me. Uh, so, as far as the grass scale is concerned, I give this album a, yeah, it would be nice to have. Uh, but that's about it. Guys, what do you think? John, I enjoyed it. That's a, track, that's a track I'm not really familiar with. I really liked it. I don't no, dance. Just, the, the I don't dance. That is the best track. The rest of them tend to be a lot. Uh, they're, they're just kind of plotting. They're. He was a soulful man. He liked to sing soulfully, and I like to just just have a cocktail and snap my fingers. Yeah, I, I would. I'll have to cop to like ignorance on that one. I like. I like that track, but I can't yeah. speak to the album. That track is fabulous. You guys. I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm getting kind of sick of the, the, the Mickey Blue Eyes thing, unless he's always freaking awesome. Like, let's, he has so many bangers. Why can't we rotate to like the same 16? It's all right. I mean, it's a fair point. I have to admit, going through the entire Sinatra discography has not been as, been as much fun as I had expected it to be. Yeah, I bet not. I've, I've listened to it on my free time and it kind of, kind of sucks. <laughs> it's not all good. You know, you, you can't always polish a turd, bro. Well, I would never call Frank Sinatra a turd, my friend. No, oh. but I never say you'd polish one either, but you can still do it. No, you're right. I, I agree whole whole can considering this for the past few shows. But he is still Sinatra. I don't know. Maybe we'll Maybe we'll run through a whole Sinatra discography episode. That's what we're going to do. We're going to do oh, an entire discography. And and just us Luddites will rank it. Just what you know, we'll just we'll just say it's that's ah, all right. <laughs> thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah. Either way, 50-50. Yeah. Beat the sharp stick in the eye. All right. Duly noted, and we will uh we will take it under advisement, most likely the Sinatra dies in the first quarter. And we go back to just picking out some of his choicest plums in the future. Sound good? Can I, can I go back on a rant to uh, scales? Since this is my segue. I thought you were going to comment on choices plums. No, no, no. no. Anyway, you know, everybody has like the the one to ten uh, rating system, right? Like, oh yeah, that was the, that was a seven, seven point five. Uh, the everybody everybody knows the rule. Uh, pizza guy, Barcelona Sports, uh, El Prez, uh, Dave Portnoy. He eats a piece of pizza. He eats it seventeen times. But he says everybody has everybody knows rules. One bite. His scale is skewed because in all actuality, whether, whether you're uh, rating a, a potential mate, uh, a food choice, a restaurant, whatever it may be, there's two numbers that matter. It's not a 1.75. It's, it's not a 10. It's not a 9.5. It's zero or one. Either you will or you won't. Oh, Let's change the rating system scale now. Pass fail. Pass fail. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Bleep. Wow. <laughs> Pass fail. I mean, it, you're a binary man. You're a man of, of, 
of yes or no. Yeah. Yeah. Dan just said he was binary. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, let's go back to talking about meaningful things uh, yeah. of different kinds. Let's talk about art. And I just want to talk about art in general. So I've prepared some questions for you. Mr. John Gerber, it's not a lightning round, but it's close enough. Are you ready? Lay it on me. All right. Inspiration. Yeah. I want to know where you get your inspiration. Uh, you know... If you look through my art, if you know my art, it's, I'm not, a, if you know me personally, I'm not a super outwardly emotional person, but I think people that know me well, I'm pretty emotional, but my, um, I like to bring emotion out in my art because I'm a figurative artist. So if you look at my art, it's very emotional. If you look at me, if you know me well, I'm a pretty emotional person, but otherwise I'm, you're not quite sure. So um, my inspiration comes from trying to uh, get my emotions out through my art and, and express some, um, some feelings about, the, about what's going on with me through my art without maybe, pro I mean, truth so be told, without having, to really, without having to really disclose what it is I'm going through. So it comes out in my art. And so you're you can, so wait so you're saying that it, this is for you art is is an expulsion of emotions. It is cathartic. Your inspiration yeah. is not coming from the outside and driving you. It's coming from the inside. And it is absolutely. I've noticed that, and a lot of times because I paint, I don't paint with models. I don't paint really with pictures. Sometimes I do, but not generally. I, I have no reference in front of me at all. I don't. I don't have someone sitting in front of me. I don't have a photograph, anything. So sometimes I just, I'll just, it, it just kind of comes out. It's like, I'm going to paint a happy picture. I'm going to paint a, a more introspective uh, a painting. I'm going to paint, and it, and it comes out that way, you know, through color, through line, through form, and that, and it comes out. But sometimes I don't let on what I was thinking through it. Well, that's for you and you only. That is, kind of. Yeah, because I, I, I don't like to ruin people's, and I don't like ruin people's stories when they say, "Oh, I can see what you were thinking here," and they say something. I'm, I'm always really, I really play my cards close to my chest because I, I want them to feel what they feel with the art. A and lot of times, a lot of times that. they're right. A lot of times they're right. Sometimes they're wrong, and when they're wrong, I try to, or they're wrong about what I was thinking. I try to be careful not to change their but even if they're right even if they're right you can't don't tell them that don't give them that like let them choose your own adventure i do i do yeah, absolutely, absolutely i do but like it's hard sometimes to, to feel with this it's yeah. yours yeah sometimes they phrase it in the form of a question were you thinking this when you did this because i can tell that that's what they're thinking yeah and i'm and i'm, and I'm careful to i don't know, i kind of dance around it a little bit not and it's not a sales tactic it's more of a experience thing they they got something from this and i don't want to change that for them and that's theirs yeah that's theirs whether they buy the art or not that's theirs and, the, and it's just a little tiny little piece of their life it's a bigger piece if they own it and look at it every day but i still feel like i give something away each time someone comments on a piece of the art whether they take it home or not your, your yeah. last minute and 30 seconds was a goddamn hallmark card but video hallmark card Really? It That's felt like crap. Oh, yeah. 
That was awesome. I felt like I was rambling. I felt like I was rambling. I've enjoyed the conversation. I or the discussion. Although I'm not 100% sure. I mean, it's fascinating. I mean, you've struck this massively deep which is, you know, whether it's about you or whether it's about the observer, whether it's about truth in what you've created or their interpretation of it. And you seem to feel strongly that it's about their interpretation. Is that the case? Do you ever feel like that in a relationship, say a, a romantic relationship? Is it about me or is it about them? And I think that, I think that some people in a relationship, it's all, it's like, it's about me except me for who I am. And then there's, then there's other people that say, I want to be for you what, I, what you need me to be. Take me as I, think that art, I think that art does sort of that dance. It's like, take me as I am or leave me forever. Or <laughs> I want to be, I want you to be inside of me. Like it's. Okay, that is like, laugh track. No laugh track. <laughs> Okay. Very nice, John. Very nice. John, quick, ask me what the secret to comedy is. What's the secret to comedy? Timing. <laughs> you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it in time. All right. Um, by, by the way, my boiler maker, I found a piece of glass in the bottom. <laughs> you blame nobody else but yourself, John. No, the restaurant will not give you a free drink. No, you get no gift card. You get a fucking upside down face. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, Brett, I don't have my timer. Do we have time for another question? Two minutes. You got two minutes. Yep. Oh, oh, fabulous. Here's the question. So regardless of how you present your art, when you yeah. create your art, yeah. right, it's an expression of you, as we've already talked about it. Uh-huh. I've known you for a few years. Do yeah. you have a not ready for primetime art cabinet somewhere? Do you have stuff that you simply will not put out there? Oh, yeah, I think I do. Um but it, it, you know what? It's like a um, it's like rotating your 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 stock on your shelf if you're a grocer. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I've got this I've got this art that I've realized over the years of painting that I that I um, I've got an element of restraint. Sometimes I stop and I go, I think there's potential here, whatever, and I set it aside, and then I go back to it, and I and sometimes I'll go, that's not going anywhere. And I'll paint over it, and I'll, and I'll just reuse the canvas. But there's been some times where I've gone, where I've done some line work, just a face, a figure, whatever. And I think there's something there, and it's like it needs just some time to marinate. And I go back and I look at it, and something comes to me. But if I had forced it on the day that I set it aside, I think it would have probably fallen apart, or it would have felt it just wouldn't work. So. The answer is kind of in between. I do, I do have art that is not ready for prime time that I paint over. I try not to put anything out there for sale or to anyone that I don't think is worthy of that. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do have that um, kind of group of art that's sort of marinating and waiting for the, the next step. Other mm-hmm. art, I just other art like uh, I just I I go from start to finish, done. That's the piece. That's it's ready to go. I said good day. There's a lot that stop in the middle, and I just go. I don't know where this is going. I need. But, I need- there, but there is no secret vault of John Gerber's most deepest, darkest art that he simply cannot release on the world. It's going to be painted <laughs> over. 
Probably not. No, I'd say no. I'd say no. Well, so much for that investment opportunity. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to do the Habitation Audio Log and finish up with John Gerber and find out what's going on with Dan Newkirk and his restaurant collection. Folks, to us. Let's take it nice and it's gonna be so easy for us to fall. Welcome back to Drink in the Style Virtual Edition. I hope the sound quality has been acceptable to you folks, but we are Zoom recording our program today, as so many are. Uh, we're joined by fine artist on Gerber. So much better than fine, but John. Are you drinking much these days? Am I drinking a lot these days? Yeah, are you? Uh, I don't. I don't think the quantity has gone up or down a lot. I mean, really? I partake, but I, I think it's probably stayed pretty steady. I'm here by myself. This is my place. Uh, I kind of let my alcohol uh, do its thing, run out, run out, and I kind of like. Yeah not have that accessible to me at times. I think if I had a full, my bar was full, I think I would drink more, yes. Absolutely. Okay. So you're an opportunist as far as alcohol. So, uh, all right. No, I'm, so, I'm just, I'm a, it's not an opportunist. Yeah, maybe. It, it, it's, um, I know that if it's here, I would probably drink it with the spare time. So I think I'm, I think I'm uh, limiting my access, yes. All right. Well, I don't understand why you would do that, but I applaud you potentially for not committing fully. Uh, uh, it's a fat thing, man. <laughs> really? Yeah. Alcohol okay. makes me fat fast. Fast. Gotcha. Fast. I don't want to come out of this quarantine as fat as I probably would be otherwise. Oh, I hear you there. Yeah, I would that, be otherwise. Like they say, uh, this quarantine, I'll either come out 100 pounds or 50 pounds lighter. Only time will tell. And my my addition. Which is? If things go really south, I'll be 185 pounds lighter. <laughs> Give or take, and those are just the shoes. D-E-D, dead. That's what it means, folks. Dead. <laughs> I'll be dead. All right. Let's uh, before we uh, we finish this segment, we have to tell people where they can see your art. Where John can people discover what you've created? Hey, you know what? Thanks, Greg. Um, my uh, my website is www.johngerber.com. J O H N. Gerber like the baby food. Really easy. I've got pictures of interiors. I work with interior designers. I've got a, um, a section of all the art I have available right now that you could buy like today. Uh, pretty much everything you want to know about me or don't is there. So I hope you go there. Um, and uh, in the, in the comment section uh, or in the contact section, send me any info that you would like to see what you want to know, ask questions. I reply fast. Um, I'm on Facebook, all the social media, Instagram, all that. So, so uh, on your site, on your site is stuff that's available to buy today. Absolutely. Prices on your site? What's that? You have prices on your on your pieces online? 
I don't, but um, it's always it, it, because because of my relationship with the galleries, I'm careful about having prices publicly because things move around. But if something's on sale at a gallery, it gets complicated. But mm-hmm. I welcome anyone asking, and um, I'm, I'm a straight shooter. So if they uh, if they check in with me and like a piece, I'll work with them on the price. Excellent. And what about uh, what about previous? Do you have your previous pieces, sold pieces, on that site as well, so you can look over your work? Yeah, I've got a um, I've got a whole section that's a gallery of what I think is probably my my most popular liked work. Um, that's a gallery in itself, and then I've got a separate one on my site that that is art that's available. Yeah, so I've got there's there's probably enough there. Let, to let me chime in. John, let me chime in for you. For quick. So honestly, everybody in Facebook world, if you're watching the stream, it's on Facebook. Yeah. Um, you had a stream on your personal Facebook page uh, that was of all your artwork that just kind of splashed in one to one to one. And yeah. in your, from from my view, your your left, your right, uh, up right, behind your couch above is one oh, of the yeah. pieces that, that's shown in, yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's one of the pieces, and you have a ongoing gallery of things that just keep showcasing all of your shit. Uh huh. Um, some some have color, some some are, some are thin, some are fat, yeah. some are awesome. Like it's just everything has its own different feel. I yeah. didn't feel like I was looking through the same person's catalog when I looked through your yeah. catalog. Yeah, I get that a lot, um, and you know, I. I I'm always hesitant. I always hesitate because it's like I don't put myself in this in the same like category. But I look at it like certain certain musicians have an album where they've got ballads, they've got this hard rocking stuff, they've got this like jazz. Oh, great wonder, yeah. And my and and I've always struggled with that because I've got I've kind of got my comfortable zone and my portfolio of fine art could be really similar to each other and I could be really signature. But I've chosen to just to kind of let it let myself kind of be a little bit all over the place. That's worked out right so far. But yeah, I, I I've had art shows where I've sort of had to explain. It's like you, it feels like this is four different people's art in one place, and it's just me. So I really do I really do kind of encompass different styles. You so. are excellent at maximizing the value of multiple personalities. It's something I've always appreciated about you. Yeah, there's probably an art term for schizophrenia. I can't, I can't come up with off the top of my head. I actually, I Great think the district applies to cuckoo for cocoa puffs. <laughs> yeah, something like that. This is the John Gerber cocoa awesome. puffs collection. Awesome. We should, by the way, um, we should. I, I first, I've, I've forgotten since this is quarantine days. We should have one last shot before the end of the show. And um, oh, does that have to be the liquor part? That's okay. the liquor part. You can do uh, a, uh, a boiler maker if you want. All right, I got Jameson. Wow, that's a lot of Jameson. All right, yeah, burns like a half ounce. Solid. Ooh. Oh, yeah. it's the it's the liquor the the liquor filter. Oh, look at that! That's kind of cool. Yes. That's nice. Right, so you know, one of the things I failed at that I realize now is talking about your style of art. You've been on the program several times. We've talked about yeah. your style, and you always want to ask, ask new things. But I haven't really introduced folks to your particular uh, uh, 
genre, which is hard because, I mean, you've been Cubist, you do the impression, kind of impressionist stuff. (laughs) Your voice got high, Greg, what the fuck? So I apologize for that. But all I want to say to individuals as we're coming close to the end here is go to johngerber.com and you can take a look at some of John's art. It's absolutely fabulous. I mean, you can buy pieces. It's right behind you. In I've got a lot of art available and I know that things are tough during this COVID thing and I've got um, you know what don't be afraid to ask about a piece if you like it if you if you my prices are good but if you if you feel like it's a little bit too much I'm not offended so just take a look make an inquiry if it doesn't work out, we're still friends. That's that's what it's all about. And my prices oh, 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 oh. John, are real- make an inquiry if you're finding cool or make an offer. Make an offer, make an inquiry, say hi, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm not easily offended. Got a thick skin. Um, my prices are good. Everything's good. We're all okay. good. No, you. Uh, it's always been one of the things. You have a great, you have a national reputation. You have a collection of art that is is truly exceptional, and yet you have maintained a level of of general affordabilities. I mean, pieces starting at fifteen hundred dollars or so for oh, some way below that, Greg. I mean, like fifty three hundred dollars. How badly did you take advantage of me on this piece? Uh, uh, <laughs> you know what? It's, it, it, little pieces as low as you know. I did notice you bought a Mercedes shortly after I bought that particular. <laughs> Yeah, Greg. Greg bought me my Mercedes. Uh, before, but I mean, from four hundred, four hundred dollars up. I mean, you can you can find there are there are some little some small originals for very little money. So just that's great information. It's true yeah. because you know for four hundred dollars you can buy a piece of actual creativity that yes. is going to be meaningful. Yes. So yes, thank you for that. All right, speak to people. I want you to tell folks. Which of your restaurants are doing carryout? So Mill Valley Kitchen is doing uh, Wednesday through Saturday from 4 to 8. Okay. Uh, and then Benedict's is doing Thursday through Sunday from 9 to 1. Okay. okay. So those are options. They can look the number up and your full menu is available. Do you guys have the full menu? It's a special menu online. Everything is updated online. And if Governor Waltz uh, does some good things for us, cocktails to go would be great. Otherwise, I don't really stand on the cocktail kits. You can just tune on, tune in to uh, Drinking the Style or, or buy a book and figure out how to make cocktails. Yes, the book. Yeah. By the, by the way, a shout out. JC uh, in YZ uh, ordered a book recently and is working her way through the cocktail. Uh, book. Cocktail Gumpendium. All right, there it is, my friends. We have drunk our way through another episode on behalf of Habitation, Furnishing and Design. Book. Get the book. Get Greg's book. <laughs> John Gerber, awesome. who agrees that we should get the book. And Dan Newkirk from Benedict's and Mill Valley Kitchen. I would like to wish everybody good luck this coming weekend. To quote author uh, and philosopher Albert Camus, what is true of all evils is true of plague as well. It helps men rise above themselves. Ooh. Good night, everybody. Here we sit enjoying the shade. Hey, brother, boy.